Hello, everyone, one and all. This is a podcast titled Whistle While You Game. And my name is Michael Eaton. I'm a video game composer myself, longtime video game enthusiast. And I created this as an excuse to talk about video games because I enjoy it. And that's what matters. <clears throat> so let's get started. Episode one, first episode ever. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about the game known as Hades. Hades made by Supergiant Games, soundtrack created by Darren Korb. Darren Korb has been with Supergiant for a long time, made all their music for uh, Supergiant Games. And Hades was really their big break. Hades uh, was awarded, like I don't know, at least 100 awards for being such a good game on its own. Add on to that, the... Uh, quality of the soundtrack just how amazing it is how well how critically acclaimed everything about the game is <clears throat> and today we're going to be talking about what makes it so great specifically a tool that i i believe darren corb used in his workflow in order to make the staggering two hour and 30 minute long soundtrack for the game <clears throat> it has 30 tracks in it and that tool that Darren Korb, I believe, used is what I'm going to be calling a stencil. So, what is a stencil? I'm so glad you asked. A stencil, <clears throat> you use stencils in real life to uh, make a shape um, out of something, and then you put it on a piece of paper, you just draw the outline of that shape, you take the stencil off the paper, and boom, you just drew a perfect circle. How about that? You can... Lie to your friends, say you know how to draw a perfect circle, when in reality you just use the stencil. So, um, so how does that, you can use that same concept musically. Um, a stencil, in musical terms, is basically a set of rules or limitations that you put on yourself before you set out to make a track or a whole soundtrack. And uh, it helps with workflow. It helps with cutting down the amount of creative decisions that you have to make because the mold is already there for you. You've already created a rule set to follow. You don't need to worry about um, breaking out of... Uh, you don't need to worry about getting too creative for everything. Because <clears throat> you already did when you made your stencil. And so I believe Darren Corb used stencils in his soundtrack to great effect. Um... Just to get started, let's listen to uh, Hades No Escape real quick. That's the main menu theme, and I'll, I'll just talk about it.
Okay. How about that, huh? That's Hades. That's Hades right there. So, <laughs> right off the bat, we have an amazing track for the main menu. It does everything. It establishes the tone, the instrumentation. We already know this is Greek, basically. Uh, the string instrument we hear right in the beginning is just... Uh, you know, it's, it's great. It, it lets us know what it's all about. <clears throat> and so... Particularly, I was interested in uh, what the main menu does. I'm always interested in what the main menu does to set up the entire soundtrack. It is the first track you hear, usually, when you load up a game. So it is your first impression. So it's it has a, an important job um, in every video game. And so Hades No Escape is no exception to that. It sets up a few key things, including... The harmony we hear it's in the Phrygian mode more or less uh, um, it's in that Phrygian key for Phrygian mode for a lot of the tracks for most of the tracks and it also throws in a major third there which is a great creative decision and so right away he's using a stencil he's using this this Phrygian mode in most, if not all, of his tracks. And so as a listener of the soundtrack, a player of the game, there's already unity created in the soundtrack. Once you listen to all the other tracks, um, it's like, okay, this is a sound world. We're in Hades right now. This is the Phrygian mode. That's that's Hades. <clears throat> and just like that, he uh, sets up at the very beginning a rhythm uh, we sort of know what to expect once we listen to No Escape. We we sort of have this expectation of okay, I'm guessing a lot of the other tracks in the soundtrack are going to be like that. So the rhythm it's very syncopated. We hear um, it's it's all syncopated. Like, only a couple or a few notes land on the downbeat. And in between that, you can hear the snare drum on these these offbeats and the, the kick drum. And it really, it, it's dance-like almost. And so that sets up the rest of the soundtrack. He uses it as a stencil. Um, he's like, which, which fits really well with the gameplay of Hades. The gameplay of Hades is, is it's dance-like. You're mashing buttons at a million buttons a second. You're uh, dashing, you're inputting your hits um, all while using abilities and trying to stay alive. <clears throat> and so the, the rhythm of the music really just syncs up to that. And one more thing that he sets up is the motif. Uh, the motif is... Um... And so that's the main menu. We hear that right when we load up the game. We're like, okay, Darren Corb is trying to tell us that this is the theme of Hades. We hear this in like uh, the final boss fight. When Whenever you die, that is a conscious decision to sort of link that motif to the main meat of Hades, um, which is what a lot of film scores do. It's, it's thematic... Uh, linking. There's probably a better term for that, but 
that gets the point across. And so what does this all mean? <clears throat> Great question. Well, in just a second, we're going to listen to another track from the OST, and we're going to compare and contrast. Um, uh, all the tracks in the Hades OST are very similar. <clears throat> you know, they all succeed in being unique and uh, distinct from each other. I can recall, like, different tracks and by their names because they have memorable tunes. And so that's it succeeds, but they're all also very similar. They use the same instrumentation, mostly for the entire soundtrack. And it's interesting because you would think that that would feel samey, that would get old. But he uh, just varies it just a little bit to keep it uh, interesting, to keep it listenable. And I think using the way he uses stencils <clears throat> not only helped him to make this uh, great volume of music, but it also kept things consistent. And if he wanted to differentiate a track from another, he could just break the stencil, break out of the stencil just a little bit. And he does that really well. Right now we're going to listen to uh, Asf uh, Through Asphodel. <clears throat> and we'll talk about it. Skipping ahead here. Okay, that was Through Asphodel, little excerpts of it. So there's obviously a lot that goes in to making any track for a video game. Um, Darren Korb had to carefully decide the form, the long form, of his eight, nine-minute track Through Asphodel. He had to carefully figure out which instruments he was going to use, how long each phrase was going to last, um, the harmony, the rhythm, the melody, how to balance it all, how to balance the, uh, the thematic, the, the themes of Hades. There's a lot that goes into it. 
And so, but once we once we uh, start to analyze these stencils, you can see that as a video game composer, there are surefire ways that you can make a, a Sisyphusian, huh, see what I did there? Or basically just a really daunting task, a lot more simplified. You can make uh, creating a two and a half hour soundtrack seem a lot easier than it actually is. And, and so what I'm saying, the way he did this, we could listen to any track in the Hades soundtrack, and we'll we'll see these similarities. We'll see that it uses syncopated rhythms, um, usually in the same fashion, and usually the rhythm is always fast-paced. It's usually a certain tempo, and that's because that tempo fits with the gameplay. It fits like staggeringly well, <clears throat> and uh, it uses the same, mostly the same harmony. It uses the Phrygian mode. Um, the same instrumentation, there's always a break when it goes from classic Greek lower key, uh, lower energy rhythm in the first half of the track to the second half of the track where it's rock and drums. That's just um, the pacing of the gameplay. So I'm assuming that Darren Korb knew this intuitively. He was going to have to make a lot of music for this game. So... Uh, any efficient uh, human being might think, okay, I'm going to, you know, prepare myself. I'm going to get everything in place first, and then I'm going to get to work. Just like if you're making a game, you make the engine first, you, uh, make the, you get the art style settled, and then you start making content. It's just like, just like that for this soundtrack, I believe. <clears throat> and I'm sure that helped him, and it can help anyone. So Darren Korb, uh, probably when he was composing, uh, at first he sat down with his guitar and he knew all these rules in his mind. He's like, okay, I'm going to make uh, a track here. And he just, you know, played around, found a good riff. And then he already had all these decisions made in his head. Okay, I want, I need to have these uh, percussion instruments. They need to sound like Greek instruments. They, uh, and then I need a break into... Uh, rock with guitar and drums. I already know that I'm gonna need to do that And I know that the rhythm is gonna be it has to be this tempo. It has to match the tempo of the gameplay And it needs to have this Phrygian flavor and so it's it, all this is narrowing things down So uh, during early on in the creative process, there's less questions. There's less meandering less waffling you can say uh, about what am I oh, what am I what am I going to do here? Do I use the Lydian mode or do I, I, I use the octatonic uh, Mixolydian mode here? He already knows ahead of time. So, thinking about the Hades soundtrack as a whole, it's obviously very good. It's critically acclaimed. Um, it's very thematically consistent throughout. Uh, it fits with the gameplay like, exceedingly well. And it's just satisfying to listen to. <clears throat> now you could you could ask, uh, did using these stencils benefit Hades or hurt it? Um, I think it probably did a little bit of both. Obviously, it's very good. I think there's nothing wrong with the soundtrack at all. 
But that's not to say that maybe Darren Corp could have broken out of the, the stencil here or there. I'm not saying it's, you know, it, not docking him points or anything for not doing that. But it's something to consider when using stencils. <clears throat> there is a, <clears throat> a huge amount of similarities in between each single track. And obviously when you're playing the game, it doesn't really bother you because you're playing the game Hades. And if you were to hear a track that was too jarringly different from the other, you might think, am I still playing Hades? And so it, it's all a balance. And I think Darren Corp struck an amazing balance with this. Each track is, you know, I think, like I said, it's unique. You can distinguish it from other tracks, but it's still the same soundtrack. And thinking about other projects from uh, different from Hades, unity is always a very important aspect of any piece of media. Any movie, video game, uh, piece of art, it's the aspect of unity in that um, if something doesn't match up, something one specific thing about this piece of art doesn't match up with the rest, that throws off the unity. If there is a scene in a movie where the, the whole movie is really serious and it's doing really well, but there's this one joke that is like it, it lands flat and nobody really laughs at it <clears throat> and it just kind of ruins the theme, ruins the whole mood, that is an example of throwing off the unity. And stencils are a means to um, basically create more unity in any any piece of uh, art and sometimes this this could go without saying it seems kind of common sense obviously if you're making a soundtrack for a game you would want it to you would just assume it should have the same sound for every single track and obviously it, that that's very reasonable but sometimes as a composer or maybe even as a video game producer who's hiring a composer you might think, oh, I want this track here in the desert to be like really like a cowboy rock, but then I want this other track in like a, this like futuristic city. I want that to be like really sci-fi. Obviously, there there's probably a game out there that has a desert and a sci-fi uh, city in it, and it works just fine in the game. But to create unity in the soundtrack by having a desert sounding track and a sci-fi sounding track, but still being able to, to, to tell that they're on the same soundtrack, that takes some work. And if we don't, if uh, the composer or even the producer doesn't consider uh, the aspect of unity, um, that's a, a case where we're going to have to think about these stencils. They're not going to be uh, so common sense. We're going to have to deliberately think about how are we going to make this consistent. And there's probably a talk that can be had about um, the difference between using stencils for a video game and a film score. Um, video games are a lot more repetitive. We're inputting the same actions uh, over and over again, uh, they achieve different things in the game, obviously, but it's it's called a gameplay loop because you're doing the same thing over and over again. 
um, to progress the game. Whereas in a film, you uh, it's one and done. You go from the first scene to the last scene, and the music um, is inevitably going to reflect that um, in some way, shape, or form. And so the application of stencils would be different for each one. So next time you sit down to write a soundtrack for uh, Hades or another million copy selling video game or blockbuster movie, consider stencils. They might just streamline the process for you and um, they might just make everything easier. There's a great quote, I'm forgetting who says it, but it's basically limitations breed creativity. And that is so applicable to everything. <laughs> um, Darren Korb was able to set rules for himself to make an amazing soundtrack <clears throat> in probably what felt like a short amount of time uh, coordinating all these different musicians and instruments and gameplay production schedules all thanks to creative process working on his own creative process and deliberately putting brain power into thinking about these things so fiend that is the ending of episode one whistle while you game I hope you had the time of your life while listening to this episode. I really do. And if you did, I'm very happy for you. Um, I hope you come back for episode two. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about video game music. There's so much going on. And why not sit down to listen, about, listen to someone talk about video game music in this day and age? Why not take a break? Um, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.